0: Everyone, welcome to another week of the Bonafide Legal Podcast. Florence Bremer here. I'm recording on Sunday night at almost 10:30. It's becoming kind of a pattern lately, and I'll get into that in just a moment. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a podcast to help attorneys and business owners with time management and lifestyle tips. I'm a mother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for 20 years. Throughout my practice, I struggle day by day to find balance between work and life. I do not have the magic answer on how to balance life in the law and life outside the law, but over the years, I've developed tips for living my best life and enjoying work and enjoying time off. Um, This week I wanted to talk a little bit about um, sort of failing in my time management goals. And some I think of the failures just couldn't be helped. Um, I started off this week going strong. It was a week where I had my meetings spaced perfectly. Um, I had... Some court, but not like all the court in the world. And um, my trainer was out of town for some of the week, so I didn't have my appointments with her at the end of the week, they were all at the beginning. So I felt like I was in control. And when you start to feel like that, when you have plans and you feel like you're in control, it all goes out the window. And it started for me on Thursday, and Thursday was a day that I had designated specifically for catching up. And one of the things that I did, and I'll put this out there as something that people should do on a regular basis, is to clean out your email inbox. I do not strive for a zero email inbox, it's impossible. But I do have some emails that I keep in my inbox, things like minute entries that are setting trials, things that I need to follow up on. Um, If I have a trial coming up and a client has emailed me some things, I'll keep those in the inbox until the trial is over. And it can get crowded in there. So when I can, and it usually is probably about every six to eight weeks, I'll sit down and I'll just go through the whole inbox and I'll file stuff and I'll delete stuff. And it takes some time and a really good time to do it is if I'm returning some calls and just sort of dialing, you know, hanging up, dialing, hanging up, dialing, that's a good time to clean out the email inbox because you're just sort of looking at the email really quick and then filing it or making a note on it or something. You're not like sitting down and reading brand new emails. These are emails you've already seen. It's also something I do if, if if I know my inbox is getting out of control, I might do it in the evening when I'm watching TV. But I had some time this week and I, and I set some time aside and I cleaned out my inbox. I felt really good about it. I felt like I have a lot of things under control right now until Thursday afternoon. And it was my last call of the day. And I just found out something very tragic about a prior client, news that is so horrible that it, you can't even believe it, and I'm not going to share it um, for the um, for the respect of the family. Um, but it was something that made the news, and and it's terrible, and it floored me. It knocked the air out of me, and I went home on Thursday. And again, my plan was. I had it all under control. I'm getting some work done. I'm getting everything together. And that just changed my schedule completely. So Thursday night, I just spent time with family, I talked to my husband, and told him how I was feeling. And he's a really good listener. I've always been really lucky with that. And um, I tell him that all the time, um, how lucky I am, and what a good listener he is. And, um, you know, talk to to my older kids about it. And just kind of relaxed for the night. It just It made me feel very tired. And then Friday morning I had to get up and I had court first thing in the morning. And um, I was back early, so that was good. But then Friday, Friday has a way of being extremely unpredictable. Friday is either so quiet that you get out of there early and it's a great day, or Friday is the day when... People are getting off of work early and they are giving you calls because they say they got off at noon and everyone's calling from noon to five um, because they're thinking, I have X that I need to get done. And I don't mind that. I mean, it's just the way that the that the job works is that sometimes you have these really busy Fridays. From a time management perspective, it's, it's difficult because it screws up my tips for time management. And the ones that I've given, and I want to talk about how like, I failed, you know, from Friday to Monday. So on Friday, um, I didn't get out early, like I usually like to, but I feel like I got work done, which was good. But I ended up being at the office till about 530. So that's kind of stinky, you know. And, um, and then my goal is to have the most relaxing Sunday ever. Check my emails on Sunday night to get ready for the week and ease into Monday. My favorite thing is to ease into Monday and not have anything before 12 o'clock. All of it is out the door, none of it's working. So, this weekend, um, I had a really nice weekend. It was a weekend where I didn't have any scheduled commitments. I have just come off of two weekends of Mother's Day, a wedding, a baby shower. And the weekends ended up being, you know, more exhausting than than the work week. I'm probably exaggerating with that. But they were very, very busy weekends. And so this weekend, I had the joy of just being with different family members all weekend. And it just sort of shuffled in and out of who I was with on um. um my, well, The one commitment I did have is my daughter had her dance pictures, but that was pretty quick. And, and she's older now, so she kind of gets ready herself. Like, well, you know, five years ago when she had dance pictures, I had to make sure that her costume was all put together and the little cosmetics they have them wear were done. Now I just hand her the list and she does it and I basically just drive her there. Um, so Friday night I went and saw a movie with my daughter who's having the baby. It's called The Intruder, and I'll talk about that when I give my little referrals for the week. Saturday I did my whole walk thing. Um, went to church with my father in law and my youngest daughter, and then hung out with my brother on Saturday evening. Um, my brother and his girlfriend at their home, just sitting around a fire and, and talking. I was up later than I'm usually up, so that does throw me off. Um, A lot of times on Saturday, I this is probably embarrassing shows how lame I am, but I'll go to bed like 8 30 or 9 so I can get that nice rest because on Sunday morning, I generally don't have anything planned. So I stayed up late on Saturday. I had to get up on Sunday, not super early, but early enough because my daughter had pictures both Saturday and Sunday. And then On Sunday, I spent time with um, my youngest daughter, my daughter who's having the baby, her fiancé. We had lunch together. I spent some time with my husband. My older daughter came over um, midday. And then at the end of the night, my um, daughter who's having the baby and her fiancé came over. and We played a board game. So all of this is fun and great, but it didn't give me really that downtime that um, I hope to get. But I'm not going to pass it up. I've been saying this for many podcasts, which is the blessings that you have with your family and your friends, you have to take them. We're only here so long. We only have so many opportunities. As I see my kids start to get older and they get more busy, if they want to spend time with me, I'm taking it. That is the most important thing. That's the priority. Not answering emails. I can do that later, which I did. <laughs> I, I did that um, actually while we were playing the board game, you know, because you, you take turns in a board game. So I would answer some emails well when it wasn't my turn. It didn't really help me with my strategy for winning because I wasn't really watching what the other players were doing. But we did get a chance to hang out. And um. and and play the game together. And it was a fun game. And and again, I'll give a referral for that in a in a few moments. So sometimes when you have a failure with your time management, it really isn't a failure so much if you are succeeding with spending time with your loved ones. And I'll tell you after the news that I got this week, it shows me more and more how important that is. Uh, One thing I did miss out on and I'll have to talk to my sister-in-law more about it tomorrow, was that I was going to go to her house um, with my uh, my sister-in-law as my assistant, and my associate attorney was also going to come to my sister-in-law's house, and we were going to watch the finale of Game of Thrones together. I don't watch Game of Thrones, but they were watching it, and I just felt like it would be sort of fun to join them and see their reaction. Um, I wasn't really planning to watch the series sometime in the future. Um, so I thought I would, um, you know, hang out with them and, and see their reaction and hear what they thought about it. And I had planned that and I actually I just it was one extra thing I could not fit in. I texted my sister in law afterwards. And I said, you know, basically thumbs up or thumbs down. And, and she was disappointed. So I'll be interested to hear her details about why she was disappointed. And then, you know, read some articles on it to see why it just wasn't what people were hoping. Or maybe it was for other people. Maybe that's just her, um, what she's going through. So that's my weekend. Um, I also wanted to give a little um, talk on sleep. And it's something that I have been talking about in the podcast of how important sleep is. And this week when I was listening to the Adam Carolla show, he had a doctor on the show called Dr. Michael Bruce, B-R-E-U-S. He is known as the sleep doctor. He has a website called thesleepdoctor.com. And it's it's common sense when you listen to it, but you really need to absorb it, absorb it, and realize how important it is. Um, he has on his website. He talks about sleep disorders, how to sleep better. There's a sleep quiz, what kind of sleeper you are, that sort of thing. On, um, he has some tips for getting better rest. And I wanted to talk about um, the five steps for better rest on his website and just give my sort of input on it. So his step one is know your bedtime and stick to one sleep schedule. I agree with this. And for me, um, most of the time it means going to bed kind of early, which stinks because if I'm getting home from work and it's six o'clock, I'm tired where... I'm ready to go to bed at, you know, eight p.m. But I know I need to do that because if I'm going to get up early and have a successful day, I have to s- stick to that schedule. And you know, there'll be nights where um, I want to hang out with my husband, and um, I'll just have to say sorry, sorry, hon. I have to go to bed. So I definitely agree with um, sleeping to the sticking to the sleep schedule. Step two, eliminate all caffeine starting at 2 p.m. I, for me, I, I think, for me, that's not a, a hard and fast rule. Um, I think for other people, they really, you have to just make sure you know how caffeine affects you. Sometimes caffeine just has no effect on me at all, and um, I'll have coffee in the morning, but... It really won't wake me up or perk me up. Sometimes I'll feel even more tired after I have my first cup of coffee. Um, And I think it's just, just, you know, the general stress of just always working and kind of always being on that the coffee isn't helping. So caffeine in the afternoon usually doesn't keep me up. Every once in a while it does. Sometimes I'll have a cup maybe four o'clock. And I my workouts with my trainer are at 5pm on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And a lot of times I'll have a cup of coffee, like 330 or four o'clock, just to kind of wake up a little bit before the workout. And it usually won't keep me up. But every once in a while, I'll lay down and it'll be nine o'clock. And I'm just sitting there with my eyes wide open. If that happens, I just try to relax a little bit and you know, watch some TV and, and just try to cool down and go to sleep. His step three is no alcohol within three hours of bedtime. This one's an easy one for me because I really don't drink. But I know that a lot of people like to have a glass of wine before bed. And what um, Dr. Bruce says is that keeps you from reaching the deep stages of sleep, it dehydrates you, and it awakes you in the middle of the night, usually to go to the bathroom. I would agree with that just from my own experience. And again, I really don't drink. I mean, it's maybe, I don't know, I can't even put a number on it. Maybe it's once a month. It's just occasional if I'm, you know, with friends um, and if I'm seeing friends more often than usual, I might have a drink and I really just stick to like one drink, sometimes two. So alcohol for me is not really an issue, but I notice that on a night where I might have a drink, it can wake me up in the middle of the night and I'll just, um, just feel like more restless in the middle of the, the, the night and not really feel like I'm, I'm hitting that deep sleep. Another tip that they um, the doctor that Dr. Bruce gives is stop exercising four hours before bedtime. Again, I don't think this really affects me. I exercise um, a couple hours before bedtime and I don't feel like it has kept me up at all. Um, I am unable to do, a morning exercise routine except for Saturday morning when I take my walk just because of my schedule. The way my mornings are is that I am out the door and need to be in the office or in court or at meetings first thing in the morning. So really the afternoon is the time for me to exercise and, and it's been fine with, for me but I think people really need to look at it if they're having trouble sleeping or staying asleep and see if they can um, exercise earlier in the day. His step five is give the sun a high five every every morning, fifteen morning, fifteen minutes of morning sunlight. I will tell you this about sunlight, I my energy levels go with the sun, and I live in Arizona. There's a ton of sun during the summer, where it is light at five in the morning, and it's getting dark between like eight and nine. There's a ton of sun. During the hottest part of the summer, I don't enjoy the heat, obviously, but I do enjoy the sunlight. It does help me stay more alert, stay more awake. In the evening, if I want to read, I enjoy it more if the sun is out than if I'm just starting to <coughs> Excuse me. Instead, if I'm trying to read by artificial light, so I really do enjoy the sunlight, and my body definitely is infected, is affected by um, the cycle of the sun. During the winter, during the months of November, December, January, when it is dark by five o'clock and it's not light until eight in the morning, I really feel it. I'm dragging. When I have to get up and it's still dark, I always feel like I'm going to the airport. That horrible feeling when you have a 7 a.m. flight and it's dark for several hours, and even dark when you get on the plane, and it doesn't get light, and you know till you're in the air. I hate that feeling, and that's how I feel when I get up and it's dark and I have to go to work. I wanted to throw in a few more um, of my own tips. One is. Wash your sheets regularly. Number one, it's just good for you. They say, you know, wash your sheets weekly. Um, I know for me, it helps me sleep better. I think the dust and the allergens just get into the fibers of the sheets. And when the first night that I wash my sheets is one of my best nights of sleep ever. Another thing I'll um, say is... um. Set the sleep timer on your TV. I, um, you know, before I had a TV with a sleep timer, I would leave it on and then somewhere around two in the morning, it would be on and like something crazy would be on. And I would wake up and have a headache because that was playing through my head at two in the morning. Another thing I'll say is, is have a bit of a snack before you go to bed. Sometimes when I'm having trouble falling asleep, the th- I, I realize that I'm hungry and it's keeping me up. So if I have something like a yogurt or a tiny bowl of cereal or something along those lines, maybe an apple, um, it can just put that little bit of food in my belly so I'm not um, feeling hungry and awake. A big problem for me with sleep is that I'll wake up often at 2 in the morning and um, have a hard time falling asleep until about 4. So those those are hard nights because if you fall asleep at 4 and you have to get up at 5 or 6, you just feel terrible. Um, on those nights when that happens to me, I just try to make it up the next night. Go to bed early and I remember throughout the day that I slept crappy the night before, but that should mean that I'll sleep great that upcoming night. All right, so that's just a couple of tips on sleep. Make sure you're getting enough sleep. I always say if you have a if you have to decide between say some sort of event that you can cancel on, exercise or sleep, choose sleep. Um, Exercise you can always make up later. If it's something you can cancel, you can always make that up later. All right, everybody, I'm going to give a few recommendations on some things that I liked this week that I hope you enjoy as well. Before I do that, I'm going to do a spot from a friend of the show. It's Mackie Insurance. Are you approaching age 65? Are you retiring and losing your group coverage? Or do you have questions about Medicare coverage options? Contact Tim at Mackie Insurance for sound advice concerning Medicare and your options for Medicare supplements. Medicare Advantage, or prescription drug plans. Tim will assist you in maneuvering through the Medicare maze. Tim can be contacted at 623-551-3585. Okay, a couple of things before I wrap up for, for the week. On Friday night when I went to the movies with um, my daughter, who is the one who's expecting, um, just a couple things that I want to talk about with the movies in general. Uh, because her um, belly is giving her discomfort, she's actually it's very small and looks very cute. She just has kind of like a basketball belly. But she's at the end, and she's very, very tired and, and just kind of sore and exhausted and every everything else. Um, So we decided to go to the movies. We went to AMC, which has the reclining seats. And we saw a movie called The Intruder. It's a movie with Dennis Quaid. And um, he, in the movie, he sells this house in Napa Valley that he's lived in his whole life to a young couple from San Francisco. And of course, it turns out he's a crazy person. And he just keeps coming back to the house. And it was, it was kind of dumb, but it was sort of fun too. When we were walking out. My daughter and I were talking about like everything that's wrong with the movie, but at the same time saying kind of liked it. There were some parts that were made you jump a little bit, um, but definitely you had to suspend your disbelief. You know, he was very creepy and kept saying creepy things. And the wife was sort of like, oh, he seems like a nice guy. He's lonely, da-da-da, like she was fine with him. And then the husband was suspicious, but then he kept doing dumb things that left his wife in danger and put his friend in danger. So it just was kind of silly, but it was a lot of fun. And if you're looking for a movie where you don't really have to think about it so much, and isn't the longest movie in the world. It was a little bit less than two hours. I recommend it. It was a good um, popcorn eaten movie. And like I said, not something where you had to put a ton of thought into it, um, or was very deep or anything like that. Another thing I'll recommend is a game called Ticket to Ride. My Daughter's fiancé loves board games and does a lot of game nights, which I think is a very nice tradition. It was something I, I that I was doing for a long time where it seemed like on Saturday night that my brother came over and, you know, sometimes the kids would play. And I have just stepped away from it. Just everything seems so busy. And they brought over this game called Ticket to Ride. And it is a game where you build – it's a map of the United States and you build trains from – city to city. And it's kind of fun because you're seeing the different cities. My strategy was just building trains to cities I liked, which I don't think is a great strategy. I think you need to have more of it. But I was just having fun with it. Um, It wasn't the longest game in the world. I think it took us maybe an hour and a half to get through it. And we had a good time. If you are in the North Phoenix area and looking for a place to eat, I will recommend the restaurant Times Square. It is on the I-17 and Deer Valley. And I was looking at their menu today and they have two other locations. One in Litchfield Park, which is the far west side, and then another one not too far from their original location um, on Union Hills and 7th Street. This is about as authentic of an Italian restaurant that you can get in Arizona. It has a great eggplant Parmesan. Um, my daughter's fiance had linguine with clams, which he seemed to enjoy very much. Uh, my daughter, one of my daughters had um, manicotti, and then the other daughter had a minestrone soup. They have a really, really good garlic bread. They make their desserts in-house, and... Um, I also brought a pizza home for my husband and he ate the whole thing. So it's very good if you're looking for something that's maybe a little bit different than, say, Olive Garden, which, don't get me wrong, I love Olive Garden, but if you're looking for something that really feels like you're in New York eating an Italian meal, I definitely recommend Times Square. If you're looking for something to stream, uh, available on iTunes for rent is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That movie is the movie that won the animated Oscar. And ever since it won the animated Oscar, I've been thinking, is this movie really good? Because the previews did not do it justice. They kept showing this corny preview. And it was the same preview over and over, which was just one scene from the movie um, that made it look, I don't know, kind of juvenile, not very funny. And this movie is really good and really smart. If you are a fan of Spider-Man, going back to like the 1970s and the way the comics used to be and a fan of the new Avengers movies, this is a movie you're really, really going to like because it kind of incorporates all that into it. Um, I don't want to spoil it, but I'll say this. There's um, different Spider-Mans because there's different... Um, different universes and a bunch of the Spider-Men or Spider-People as you'll find out come together and have to fight a common enemy and it's really good like I said really smart I always love something that bends time and has time machines and people travel through time and the people travel to different dimensions I love that um, It's so fun. And this was a movie that did all of that. The animation was really cool. Sometimes they made it look like an actual comic book. Um, I just can't say enough about it. It, re- it really was good. It's enjoyable for adults. Kids will love it. If your kids haven't seen it, it might be a movie that you want to buy them on DVD or buy them for the iPad. Just really, really cute. Um, a couple books that I kind of s- did some speed reading this weekend, because I have so little time, and because I love to read, sometimes I'll get books from the library, and I'll just read a portion of them, because I may not have time to read the whole thing, or I'll skip around a little bit. I did that this weekend with some books that had been piling up that I had kept renewing. Um, I read the Book by Spice Girl Melanie Brown called Brutally Honest. I'm still reading through um, Michelle Obama's biography, autobiography, and um, I read a book of essays on Beyonce called Queen Bey. And um, I also finished up um, the Magnolia story about Chip and Joanna Gaines, and I'm also still finishing up the book called The Library Book which is about the history of libraries and the Los Angeles library fire from the 1980s. Any of these books are great. Um, I recommend them all. The Melanie Brown book about... She's Scary Spice, if you don't know her. I always love the Spice Girls. Um, She was in a very, very abusive marriage, and she's still kind of in the court battle with him, with custody battle and divorce. And um, I thought, wow, she kind of put this all out there while this is going on. I don't, you know, maybe whatever legal stuff is going on, she's done. But, I mean, she says very, very unflattering things about him, obviously, because she's talking about it being an abusive relationship. He reportedly denies it. Um, But I found it to be a very good book about recognizing domestic violence and how domestic violence doesn't always have to be a punch in the eye or doesn't have to be physical how it can be the economics how it can be mental how it can be emotional um how it can be sexual so it's it's a very good book and she calls it brutally honest she was brutally honest um And, and I hope everything works out for her. Um, I always enjoyed her. I always enjoyed the Spice Girls. The Michelle Obama autobiography is really good. I love the parts where she just talks about her family life with Barack when she grew up on, uh, Chicago South side, her education. I love all the personal stuff when it talks for me, at least when it talks about sort of the, you know, the campaigning and, and, um, Barack's political career, I'm not as interested. I just love hearing about her as a person and how they raise their girls and all this. It's very, very interesting. They're very regular people, it feels like. And um, to see how they ended up with such an extraordinary life I think is is very very interesting it makes me want to run out and then start becoming a politician I never would actually um people have asked me that so many times over the years but I just I don't have the energy for it um but reading about the Obama's life is is very very interesting I definitely recommend that book All right, everybody, I'm going to close up for the evening. If you want to reach out to me, you can reach out to me on Facebook, just under my name, Florence Bremer, on Instagram, Florence Legally Brunette. That's the same for Tumblr. Um, Also on um, Twitter, Florence Law and um, the podcast is available on SoundCloud and iTunes. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate your comments. I look forward to talking to you next week. Bye-bye.